Gracious and loving God, the Father, the one who has bestowed upon us every blessing on this day, we come to you as we are, and we hunger and long to know you more intimately. Fill us, Lord, with your presence, that we may know our belovedness. Strengthen us by your grace, that we may rejoice in all things. And above all, may your name be treasured and loved for who you truly are. We ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated, won't you? Good morning. What a joy and a gift this is for me. I'm so grateful to your outstanding rector, Father Bumstead, uh, for giving me again this privilege of the pulpit while he's taken a couple of Sundays away on vacation. Uh, he's entrusted me once again to be with you. And you are a wonderful congregation, and I'm blessed uh, to be here. Uh, Pete, uh, as I was getting ready to come in, he reminded me that uh, I had a little competition today. It's called the soccer game today that's going on. It's the phenomenon in the world, right? I mean, it's a world phenomenon today uh, at 11 o'clock, and so I'm going to hold you here till 1230. Uh, so... The world phenomenon. What a, an amazing story it is indeed. But I also want to talk about what I consider the true world phenomenon. <laughs> the true world phenomenon. Let me start by uh, a story. I served um, under Bishop Bill Fry, who was the bishop of the Diocese of Colorado, and I, I had an opportunity to serve at Trinity uh, Church in Greeley, Colorado, for uh, about nine years in um, the 90s. And I remember a, a very vivid, very vivid clergy conference once when we were in the beauty of the Colorado Rockies there. And Bishop Fry looked at the clergy and he said, I want you to answer a question. And the question is this, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? What's the good news? What are you telling your people? And of course, you know, we just kind of, okay, it's a test. Uh, and so immediately someone stood up and said, the gospel is the forgiveness of our sins. And Bishop Fry looked at us and said, no, it's not. And so people were a little kind of weirded out at that point. And then somebody said, the gospel is about peace to all people. And Bishop Fry kind of looked at us and said, no, it's not. And there was dead silence. And he said, I'm going to tell you what the gospel of Jesus Christ is, and I don't want you to ever forget it. And he said this, the gospel that Jesus announced, the gospel of Jesus Christ is this, the kingdom of God has come near you. It is available and at hand. Now, that is absolutely true, but why didn't we know it? Listen again to the announcement of the gospel in Mark's gospel, chapter 1, verse 15. Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. Now, this is Jesus. He's got, I think, some insight, understanding about this. And he says, the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God, the reign, the realm, the rule of God is at hand. Now, what was unique and different about what Jesus was saying is not that the kingdom was being inaugurated, it's been here forever. 
What he was saying is that it is now here in your midst and available to you and you can step into it and experience its reality. The kingdom of God is at hand. Now, this is the central theme of the Bible. It's the central teaching point of Jesus. Everywhere in his teaching, in his ministry, in his works, it was all about the reality of the kingdom of God. How could we miss this so much and not understand that is the reality and the heart of it all? You see, if you reduce your understanding of what the good news is to simply minimum requirements you know, to enter into heaven or to somehow shrink the gospel down to simply it's just about the forgiveness of my sins, then you are completely missing the good news. Now, another occasion in which this occurred to me was later, I had the opportunity to begin a doctrine ministry degree program. And the first course that I took was with Dallas Willard, who was the professor of philosophy at the University of Southern California. The guy's so smart, it, it hurts. And at the beginning of the class, he basically asked the same question. And he said, Jesus came announcing the reality and presence of the kingdom of God available to you, to anyone, right where you are, in the atmosphere that is surrounding you, the kingdom of heaven. Where's heaven? Well, heaven is not only far away. Heaven is right here in the atmosphere around you. And that's what Jesus was saying. And you can absolutely know it and enter into it. Now, think about what you know and how you know. Some of you can reach back maybe to high school or college courses, maybe a course in philosophy. Do you know that philosophy is simply the study of wisdom, how to live? And one of the key ideas in philosophy is this wonderful word, word epistemology, the science of how you know anything. We're in real trouble because we think that Christianity is simply faith. You just kind of believe it, but there's no evidence for it. That's not what Christianity is. It's not what God has told us. Christianity is a body of knowledge. That is to say, objective, real knowledge. So when I say that I know Nancy, my wife, it's not just factoids or information about how I know my wife. It's an interactive relationship, right? Same thing is true with God's kingdom, God's reign, God's rule. It's meant to be an interactive experience and knowledge that you can count on because that's reality. That's what reality is. Reality is what you can count on. It's substantial. And as Dallas Willard says, reality is what you bump into when you are wrong. The really real. See, this is ultimate reality. The, one of the deepest questions that humanity has to face is what is real? What is ultimate reality? What can I really count on? What am I working with in my life? And Jesus says, reality is the reign and rule of God. God is real. Now, we think, oh, well, wait a minute. All we can really count on is physicality, our material senses and science we cannot see the unseen, so you really can't count on that. 
No, what God is revealing to us in Jesus is the fact that the unseen is more substantial. It is out of which the material has arisen. So you can count on spiritual reality as being just as real as anything you can see. And you can count on it and work with it. God wants to work with you. That's what the kingdom is. It's God in action. God working with you right where you are. And you can count on that. You have more resources than you, you don't know. You have so many more resources than your own human ability. When you put it in synergy and act with God's love and God's grace and count on that, the potentiality of your life is immeasurably increased. That's not just the forgiveness of sins. What that is, is life, which was the theme of the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I have come that you might have what? Life and have it more abundantly. What kind of life? He's speaking about eternal life, which is not for later, but for now. We enter into this life. One of the best descriptions of this comes from Trevor Hudson, wonderful Methodist pastor from South Africa. Listen to what he says. The kingdom is aliveness. Over 18 centuries ago, St. Irenaeus penned this rather provocative sentence. The glory of God is a human being fully alive. Whatever else these words may mean, the kernel of this insight is all about aliveness. Coming alive to the wonder of our belovedness in God's eyes. Becoming aware of the depth and the sacredness of ordinary life alerting ourselves to the hidden tentacles of evil within and around us, becoming responsive to the suffering of our neighbor. Above all, it is about waking up to the always available presence of the crucified and risen Lord. Everyday life, we are called to be grateful for aliveness. Did you know that you are a bi-habitational being? You live on two landscapes, the seen and the unseen, but you can count on the unseen. Jesus said, don't worry. You see, we worry so much. I know I do. I struggle. When I was a young adult, I struggled so much with worry and fear. I looked at the world around me growing up in the 60s, living in Washington, D.C., seeing everything, the chaos, and, you know, now I say that was, that was a walk in the park compared to what we see today. And Jesus said, do not fear. Don't be anxious. He said instead, in Matthew 6.33, which is the key verse, I believe, of the Gospels, and certainly the key that unlocks the entire Sermon on the Mount, he says this, seek first above everything else the reign and rule of the loving God and all these things shall be added unto you. How do you seek it? You look for it everywhere. That's how you find your keys. You look for them everywhere. Well, look for God's kingdom everywhere. You'll find it. He said, if you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you. Actually, he finds us. Well, I could go on. I get excited about this stuff. It's taken me a long while been a priest 38 years and I'm still trying to figure this out. But one thing I do know, this is the heart of it all. Jesus came announcing the kingdom and reign and rule of God. 
what does he ask of us? Receive. Just receive it. Open arms, open hands, and become a person whose life is being transformed to love, to see and to know and to understand with confidence the reality, as Jesus said, the kingdom of God has made contact with you. May God's name be praised. Amen.